Theo, welcome. Great to have you with us. We'll start, uh, I think, uh, obviously with uh, Bosasa uh, and uh, the fact that uh, whistleblower uh, Angelo Agrizi uh, has informed the Zondo Commission that uh, Bosasa boss Gavin Watson offered him 80 million rand in hush money. I mean, this continues to be the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, thoughts around the latest on the Zondo Commission and Agrizi's testimony? Yeah, well, the first thing I think we have to say is that Greasy is now developing into a marathon. Uh, seven days in the dock, and I'm, I still think it's not over yet. Um, this is becoming a very, very long and tedious kind of um, exposure. And um, I had a discussion this week with somebody that served on the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, and he said to me, The Truth and Reconciliation Commission had a two-year period in which to sort out all its things, and then it failed to implement. And he he expressed that fear that um, he just hopes that the Zondo Commission will be different in the exposure or the the bringing forward of all kinds of, of troublesome issues, really troublesome, and then in the end, nothing happens. And, of course, that uh, fear of nothing happens um, was addressed by Cyril Ramaphosa this week when he was in Davos and when he returned, and Helen Ziller somehow with a tweet on a tax revolt. Mm, mm, indeed, indeed. Let's, uh, let's, we'll leave Helen to the side for just one minute, but uh, what, what, is, what, do you, what is your take on, on Agrizi's uh, testimony? I mean, this isn't, he's, he's implicated himself. Um, so whilst uh, he's been called a whistleblower, he's also in the guilty, uh, in the dock um, himself, isn't he, to, to an extent? Yeah, and that, that broadens the definition of a whistleblower. Typically, a whistleblower is somebody innocent, seeing something, telling the story. That, that's, I think, how one would define whistleblower. But this one is a participating whistleblower. I mean, he was counting the money. He was, he was, doing, he was doing the bags and, and, and all those kind of things. Um, yeah, it's more than just that. And I think um, he is busy negotiating a deal for himself because... Obviously, what he's now saying cannot be used in any other way against him. That's my view of it. So um, this is really troublesome. And during the week, I tweeted that it seems to me the three most sought-after people in the country at the moment would be the Guptas. They're gone. Then, of course, Marcus Steinoff, Marcus Euster of Steinoff. He's somewhere in the Western Cape, uh, but nobody has seen him. And then, of course, Mr. Watson himself. Everybody's looking for him, but he's nowhere. And uh, I think this testimony is going to cause the eventual breakup of Busasa or whatever its name now is, Global Africa something. Um, I just don't think they can continue doing their business the way they did. Mm, mm. Can we talk briefly about the uh, the donation, the quote-unquote donation uh, made, uh, the 500,000 rand made to um, President Cyril Ramaphosa's ANC presidential campaign. Now, he told uh, Annika Larson in Davos earlier this week that really there's, it will all come out. He's, it's all very, it's all above board, nothing to be worried about. Um, do you think that the president should have spoken out prior to this and sort of taken us into his confidence, as it were? Yeah, I think it came out in a very awkward way in the beginning. I think it was the DA 
that posed questions about possible payment into his campaign fund mm. towards, towards Nasrek. And then there was this this dualistic or this double story. First, he said it's money that went to his son, and then his son denied, and then um, people in his campaign said, no, no, the money came here. Now, listening to the evidence by Agrisi, it's clear that that was part of a the way in which they dealt with these issues. Um, the same with this um, story that seems untrue, but they also paid 100000 to the uh, SABC 8, mm, which mm. now seems... So, so they would have contributed to things like that in a way to sway information or to, to get something. And it is a well-known situation that some of these big guys and that includes our banks and it includes big companies, they usually support both sides of an argument. They would, they would um, donate money to the ANC, but also to the DA. Not in the same amount, but in that sense, you cover both ends. And I think that's something that we can discuss later, but the legislation signed on campaign funding was also done this week, and this is exactly to provide us a little bit more insight into where the money is coming from. But to end the story on, on Ramaphosa, yes, he's now given the story to um, Tuli, uh, not Tuli Madunsela, Makwebane, mm. to sort out the public protector. And um, what makes it different is that it wasn't funds to the ANC, it was funds to the settled campaign. Mm. Towards Nasrek. So it falls outside the ambit of even the legislation that was signed this week. I mean, the EFFs have said, you know, that they're not going to take this uh, take this line down, that they will uh, turn Sona into a Q&A um, if the president isn't more forthcoming about that. How do, how do we view that then? Because... It seems that there was a time when when the payback, the money was happening, that people were, were very much behind the EFF. But would they, do you think, support a similar um, go after, I suppose, or I don't want to say attack, but a, a similar challenge of, uh, of President Ramaphosa that they would have done uh, or that they did, uh, of course, of, um, of um, former President Zuma? Well, it's a week and a half away, um, their threat for the Sona. Secondly, I think the Zuma story had a much longer um, uh, history to it. And I think thirdly, since Zuma, the EFF also had their own little VBS. So I think this time around in Parliament, it's not <laughs> going to be that easy. They, they're going to, to get uh, attacks from, from, from the DA, from everybody around them, as well as the ANC. So it's going to be much more difficult yeah. to do it this time. Yeah, for sure. OK, you mentioned uh, Helen Ziller, and uh, she's been uh, on Twitter again. It's my favourite uh, platform for Helen Ziller, uh, repeating her threat to, uh, to lead a tax revolt uh, if the uh, Zonda Commission interstate capture doesn't resolve in prison sentences. Um, what do we make of this? I mean, there, there are people now, the ANC calling uh, for her to be uh, charged with treason. Uh, but uh, actually, does she have a point? Because as taxpayers, we do seem to be uh, somewhat helpless, aren't we? Yeah, it, it caused the whole uh, Twitter um, kind of issue. I mean, the guys were sending messages. And, and I looked again at her original question where she said 
she would like to do an investigation into successful tax revolts in the century or the last century. And then she mentioned a few statistics. And, and if we were to take a view on it, one can argue that um, uh, a non-payment of services is a form of a tax revolt. Mm. Um, and this has been going on for how long? Not paying your ESCOM account is a form <laughs> of a tax revolt. Not paying your, your, your speed fines and those kind of things. is all forms of tax. And, of course, the most prominent one over the last few years, the ETOLs. Um, that be, be, because although it's not a direct tax revolt, it's indirect. Mm. By not paying it, the tax uh, man will eventually fund whatever the shortfall. So in that sense, um, I think South Africans are already doing it. It's not, it's about the fact that she mentioned it by name. It's almost like talking about sex in public. The moment you <laughs> call it by name, the whole narrative changes. Yeah, oh, that's something I don't want Helen Zilla to do, uh, Thea, I have to say. <laughs> no. uh, we leave that to Donald Trump. <laughs> Or Malusi Gigaba, depending on uh, depending on mm. where where the sword falls. Um, it, would it be possible to stage a tax revolt that wouldn't end up harming? And this was the argument of so many people on Twitter: is that a tax revolt would end up hurting the poorest of the poor. Is there a way to ensure that uh, money would be? Uh, I guess ring fence is probably the the closest term that I can use. But that still, um, the the impact of a tax revolt would hit would hit hardest and, w- and would have an impact. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. And the most rational response that I saw on all the tweets and the retweets that I read was that one of uh, Wayne Divinage from Ota, where he said they don't support a blanket um, tax revolt because uh, it really it can create chaos. What they would support is a very narrowed focus uh, effort, like, for instance, renegotiating the tax on fuel that's focused or renegotiating like the ethos which they're busy with and a few other things um, that is a more responsible way of doing it but just the blanket tax revolt i think it can i agree it can cause havoc in 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 a in a country and in a in a fiscus that's already under severe severe tension and threat. Mm. To the point that, that Helen Ziller was making, uh, I mean, shouldn't we be charging those implicated uh, with uh, with looting state coffers with treason? The, this was her argument, was that uh, the treason is already being, uh, is already being uh, carried out by uh, the people that we're seeing uh, and who are being named um, by the Zonda Commission. Yeah, there's a, there's a very good argument for that. And it, it, it sounds very similar to what uh, Donald Trump is doing. I'm returning to Donald Trump every time, it seems to me. He's arguing that I need the wall because our national security is at stake. That's, of course, a whole complete over-accentuation uh, of the problem. It is not that. Um, Donald Trump is, in all probability, the biggest cause of national security crises and not the wall. But with Ellen Ziller, back to her, you can extend this definition um, to that because it's already in that domain but you only do that if you don't have the tools and the mechanisms to deal with corruption and that we've got we've got a legal system we've got very good courts um, but what we did not have was an NPA and the Hawks willing to do their work that seems to me is busy changing so I would first go there before I would go to this broad issues 
of, of national security and, and all these big challenges that Helen Ziller is mentioning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Theo, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, always great chatting and we'll chat to you again next week.